Maori Tifano, welcome back to a new podcast episode. Kote kahukura pointa toku ingoa huri tene no ngati kahungu ngai tu hui te fakatohia hoki. Welcome back to the Maori Millionaire podcast. If you are new and this is your first ever episode you're listening to, then welcome to my show. I'm so excited to have you and talk about money and love or love and finances, navigating money matters in relationships. That's what today's podcast episode is about. If you haven't already though, please do rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help drive the podcast out to more people. And if you really love it, then share it on your story and tag me. This helps the podcast grow organically and gets it out to more whanau Māori so that we can all become Māori millionaires. So, no mai hoki mai, welcome to the podcast and I hope you guys have all had a great week. I personally have had a fantastic morning. Um, this podcast episode is going to be quite like recorded, uh, well for you guys listening today it would have been recorded a while ago now, um, but I'm on day four of my morning routines which you guys will have seen if you follow me on social media and so I've been vlogging every single day about my morning routine which is really fun and I'm on day four today um, and it's a bit of a struggle to be completely honest to get out of bed in the morning but I've been doing it and today's motivation was like well there's thousands of people watching so I better I better get up and do it so um, I hope that by the time this podcast episode is out I'm still doing my daily um my daily vlogs if <laughs> someone messages me and is like you you haven't done them since day four I'll be really sad so I hope that we're up to like day 30 now um and if I'm not please send me a message to ask if I'm still alive um <laughs> but let's just get on to today's podcast episode because I'm really excited for this one it's a really um, important podcast episode because it affects so many people everyone dates eventually um, or most people do and if you're not dating you know you're married or you're single and so there's so many different things to think about that I think a lot of young people especially don't um, get taught or don't even consider but I remember I was at an event one time and I was with some other like finance influencers I guess and I was talking about my baby account which is a money that which is a bank account that I opened up when I um, first started dating um, and that account was basically like just in case I got pregnant so I used to put like $10 a week into it and it was just so that if I like ended up having a baby I could make a decision based off of money and not any other decisions um, but I was telling someone there and they were like wow that's so cool so I thought I'd make a podcast episode and talk about some of the different things that I think we should do some of the different things that are important and yeah basically what we should think about when we're in a relationship when it comes to money um but before I do go any further I did want to say this is not financial advice you guys know the go but please always seek your advice from a qualified professional I'm not one of those um I have no qualifications I'm still a baby but anyways these are just what I've learned along my journey and by talking to other people these are some of the things that I've learned so um, yeah, keep listening. The first one is setting the stage for financial conversations. So this is about like, when do we talk about money? What are the important things we need to discuss when it comes to money? I am of the opinion that money is something we should be talking about very early on in a relationship. Like I'm talking like second, third date type material. Like this is important stuff. And 
I think that when you, when you like delay talking about money, it just makes it harder. I think that it's important to talk about money. And the reason is because a lot of the books I've read talk about your partner being one of the most important decisions when it comes to your wealth journey. If your partner isn't going to support you to, you know, like reach your goals, then they're probably not the right partner for you. And so part of this is actually understanding what capacity does your potential partner have to help you with your financial goals. Actually talking about money early on in the relationship will help you understand um, each of your individual financial values and beliefs because a lot of people have different financial values and beliefs. Um, and it's important to really actually go over that and figure out at what point, you know, some things are like non-negotiables. Um, for example, I will never buy one of my children like any of my, if I have children one day, I will not buy them vehicles. And the reason for that is that I believe that children need to buy their first car themselves. And what that does is that they teaches them how to work for something. It's like the first big thing in a young person's life, a car. And so for me growing up, like I was probably like 12 when I first started thinking, oh, I wish I had a car. It would be so cool to have a car, like my own car and drive places by myself. And so when I, you know, was of age to buy my own vehicle and my mum could have helped me, but she said, no, like you can, you, you are more than capable of buying your own vehicle, saving your own money and sorting that out. It would be, um, it would be really neglectful actually to just hand me a car because that doesn't teach me anything. And so that is a non-negotiable for me. I will not buy my child a car. I don't care who I'm dating or who I'm married to, I will not buy my child a car. And so that is something that needs to be discussed very early on in the relationship because there's no point in finding out like two years into a relationship that someone else actually does believe in that. So that's just one small example. But we need to be having these financial conversations really early on in a relationship to establish how each of you both um, kind of sit when it comes to money. How do we initiate financial talk? without causing tension or discomfort in the relationship. I think it's about actually sitting there and going, assessing a time. So some couples might do it once a month where they go over their budget together, they go over their financial goals and they just talk about it. It might be that um, your partner is perfectly fine to talk about money and you can do it more regularly. I think it just really depends on on the type of relationship you're in. Are you married? Are you just dating? Like Some things are different. But also, are your finances connected? Because if they're not, and you're purely just dating, then it, I guess it wouldn't be as significant um, if you don't envisage, you know, marrying this person, blah, blah. It's it's quite a big copapa, dating and money, and how this all kind of works out. But I think the next thing, once you've spoken to your partner, is establishing some shared financial goals. So, what are some short-term and long-term financial projects that you guys can both do as a couple? Um, so it might be that you want to buy a house together or it might be that that would be like a long-term goal and a short-term goal might be we want to save for a trip together. Um, but having something that you guys can both work on will help you to actually know that there's someone with you holding your hand, being able to go on this journey alongside you. Um, so establishing some shared financial goals is really important. But also alongside that is establishing some strategies for aligning personal finance goals with those of your partner. So 
if your partner wants to say become a millionaire then what are we both doing to be able to get to that stage I think that the next the next one is actually discussing aspirations like what is important to each of you so for me it's really important to travel the world and I preferably want to do that before I have kids like I would love to be able to go traveling I don't want to bring kids because like then you have to like take them places <laughs> no I, I I'm so this is I'm in a very privileged position because I do not have children but I that's one thing that I really want to do I really want to go traveling before I have kids I really want to buy a house before I have kids um and all of these things and so actually discussing this with your partner will mean that you guys are on the same page um retirement is like it seems quite far away for away from me at the moment but it's also an important thing for me to save for or invest for I guess um like things like that are important to me and so it wouldn't make sense to date anyone if that wasn't also important to them uh the next three the next thing number three is about creating a transparent financial plan so the significance of transparency and shared responsibility in managing your joint finances so I've personally never had joint finances with anyone and I wouldn't until I get married um and the reason for that is that I don't think that if you're dating you need joint finances like it, I don't think it's necessary um unless you're in a serious relationship like if you have kids or if you're living to, like it's totally just depends on the scenario but I wouldn't unless I was getting married to someone um and even if I was getting married to someone there would be some specific things about how we organize the finances so one of those things is about having three separate accounts so we have one for me one is a joint account so this would be where all of the mortgage comes out of um things for kids things for like groceries all of that stuff all comes out of the same one and then we have a separate one for your husband so there's three you each have something personal so that way you can also you know, have a private account where you might want to spoil your husband for something and you don't want him to know. Things like that can be done in your separate private, you know, bank account, um, which I like the idea of. But it also allows women and men to have their own personal financial capabilities. So I will never have all of my money tied up in another person because that means that they control you. If someone else holds all of your money, they can do whatever they want to you. Um, because you have no power, because without money you can't leave, like there's so many complications with that, so I'll always have my own money separate to any man, like if it's dating, if it's a marriage, anything, it has to be kept separate and that's really just a protective mechanism, especially for um, mums, we need to have money so that, you know, for our kids, those things are really important to me and so being transparent about that with your partner early on is a very important thing as well I guess but developing a budget that suits both partners spending habits and financial priorities is also an important thing to do so what is important to spend money on for you might be different to what is important to spend money on for your partner so for example um, girls generally like to buy makeup and handbags and you know things like this men will like to spend money on cars and video games and things like that how can you both agree or how can you both be happy about what each person is spending on those things? I think that having the separate bank accounts does help because you're each you would each be given, let's say, like pocket money. Say if it was like, you know, fifty dollars, then you're allowed to spend it on whatever you want to do. Um, 
But developing a budget that means that both people are content is important, I think. My fourth big kind of tip is about navigating conflicts and differences. And this is all about understanding and respecting each other's spending habits and financial philosophies. And I guess it's really about the fact that sometimes we're raised differently and that's fine. So how can we respect that someone else, you know, feels a different way? And one of the best examples I think there are is children who are raised in like a poverty environment and then dating someone who was raised in a wealthy environment. And so what happens is that both people have two completely different levels of life experience and their money habits are different. Their facado when it comes to money are completely different. And so being able to understand and respect those differences is integral. But I know people who it's never been possible to be able to actually, you know, understand and respect those differences. So it is really just a test um, and a, a big a big experiment I guess to find out if you can do these things and some couples just can't. The next thing to do is to resolve financial disagreements without damaging the relationship. I think that you can sometimes have financial issues and I think that's one of the biggest reasons for divorce these days is financial um, financial problems. So couples that worry about money will often end up breaking up. And so it's really important to find ways that you can actually resolve financial disagreements you have. The last one for that section is about compromising, which is something that's so difficult for a lot of people, including myself. But compromising is about making sure that both people's needs are being met. But it might be about compromising on something a little um, different that you can adjust on. So... I'm trying to think of an example, but it might be that you really love coffee, for example, um, and your husband doesn't like spending money on coffee, um, and the reason is that he's a barista, and he he knows how to make really good coffee, and so he doesn't like it when you shop at a coffee shop. Okay, let's just make this one up. And so if... You, as the woman, really love going to a coffee shop and you love that experience of going to buy coffee and then your man doesn't like you doing that. A compromise could be, okay, you know, I still really enjoy this. What if I limit it and like maybe go down to one cup a week and then they make the other the other cups of coffee? That would be a compromise because you're still able to do what you want to do but it might be a little bit less, less frequently or, you know, compromising is about both people really coming to the tepu and going, how can we make this work? That's what compromising is in my mind. The last list or section of tips I have is about planning for the future and planning for emergencies, which is one of the most important bits of this whole thing. And that is the importance of building an emergency fund and having a really strong safety net. So as an individual, I would always recommend every single person to have at least $1,000 of an emergency fund, which is backup money. If anything happens, they have $1,000 to rely on. Um, I am working on increasing mine, and I have a goal of hitting five grand in my emergency fund. And I know a lot of other people are aiming for that kind of five grand amount too. Some people like to go for three to six months. But as a couple, 
you need to have more money. You can't just have the 1K for both of you guys. Like, you need to have, especially if you have children, there's got to be um, a substantial amount, which is, you know, if you've got big bills, then you need to have a big emergency fund um, because you never know what can happen. So actually discussing the emergency fund and how you're going to get that is really important. But the next thing that I would really recommend you do is discuss your financial protection strategies, such as insurance and wills. So are you insured? Are you both individually insured? Is the household insured? Like, do you each have health insurance? Do you each have life insurance? What happens if your husband dies and you have to look after the kids? What money will you use? If you're a stay-at-home mum, how will you support your family? These are the things that we need to actually ask really early. Um, and I'm really sad because I see a lot of people who wait until something devastating happens before they start having these conversations. I sat with my mum and my brother this morning and we discussed wills. Like, it's something that we should be discussing before anything happens. We should be discussing it prior to the emergencies. We should be planning for emergencies before the emergency occurs. Like, there's no point in doing it after. We have to do it before. So the same goes with your will. Do you have a will? Are you both, um, do you both know what's in each other's wills? Did you go to the lawyers together, actually? Like, what, what ways do you protect your future? Because if the relationship is important, then you want to protect the future as well. So, have you got your insurances in order? Have you got your wills in order? These are important things. And the last one, I guess, is around planning for unexpected life events and ensuring financial stability during a challenging time. So what plan Bs do you have in place? Like, what is going to happen if one of you gets sick, if one of you dies? Like, all these different things are really important to kind of go over. Um, but I would really encourage you guys to talk, to just talk. Sometimes that's all we need to do. Sometimes it's far far more than that, and some people don't have the capacity to talk. So um, I don't know why I'm saying that. But as a little recap for everyone listening in today, my first tip was about setting the stage for financial conversations. So how are we going to have a cordero about our finances, our values, and our beliefs? The importance of being honest in a relationship, especially about money in the early stages. Number two was about establishing your shared financial goals. So what are those short-term, what are those long-term goals that you have as a couple? And what strategies do you have for aligning personal financial goals with those of your partner? My third tip was around creating a transparent financial plan. So making sure that both people are fully kept in the loop about what's happening and what the plan is. And if you have joint finances, I'd really recommend each individual to have their own account plus a joint account. Making sure that your budget suits both partner spending habits and financial priorities is also very important. Number four was about navigating conflicts and differences, which is one of the most difficult things on this whole list um, because money is so personal and people are affected so differently by it. Number five was about planning for the future and for emergencies. So that's when I was talking about insurances and wills and it's really important to make sure that you have those sorted. If you're looking for an insurance advisor, my insurance advisor is Rochelle from RMP Insurance. Check her out on Instagram. She's absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, please remember, I guess, all of these things when you're coming into a relationship or if you know someone who's just gotten into a relationship, especially young people, send them this podcast episode because it's really important that we actually know these things because... 
the consequences of not understanding these things are really severe and we have a lot of women staying in toxic relationships and a lot of mums staying in toxic households or dangerous households actually because they don't have resources to leave so I'd really encourage everyone getting into a new relationship to listen to this podcast and just hear what I have to say love and finances navigating money matters and relationships but if you enjoyed today's podcast episode then please share this on your story and tag me I would really appreciate it but that is all for today thank you so much Etiwhano for listening to today's podcast episode this is Tikahu Kura Boynton over and out